0: Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. Welcome
1: to an episode where we're going to do stuff.
0: Yeah, we're going to do stuff. We actually have a QA and a for today. Uh, we've got some cool questions that I'm sure we'll be able to deep dive into. We've got a couple of questions that were just funny. Right. Just like didn't mean anything, but I think we'll talk about them just because they're funny. And we've got a couple of pop culture sort of style questions. All right. Um, but yeah, so... First off, I want to say
1: congratulations to Dean. Yes, congratulations, Dean. Huge effort. Long time coming after many, many, many plans fell apart due yeah. to this little thing called a global pandemic Indeed. and a whole bunch of other stuff. What did Dean do? So Dean
0: completed his 100-kilometer his race. And, you know, I feel like, for those of you who don't know, Dean is like a long-time friend of the podcast. He's an athlete of mine. He's a client. Uh, he's a friend. He's been on the podcast before. We're going to get him on again yeah, to talk about to. this. But he, he wasn't like feeling really great about it, I don't think, leading up to it. He's just Weird.
1: had... He'd been training so well and running so well. I think he was
0: probably falling into a little bit of, not overtraining, but I think training fatigue. Right. Like Not physical fatigue, but just like, let's get this thing going. I, I can't speak for him. We'll talk to him more when we talk to him. But I feel like from what I was hearing from him... I was I was really pleased that he got through. it. I wasn't sure.
1: If anything, I would think he was exhausted from his premium social game because every time he posts something about a run, it's always this beautiful photograph. Yeah, where, who is, takes pictures? I didn't know. I don't know. People take pictures. T- tell
0: us mm. your tell us your secret, Dean. Because I mm. what I do when I take a picture of myself in a workout, I just set the camera to like I just place it somewhere. Yep. And I put it on film, and then I just film something, and then I'll just go through it and find a screenshot that looks good. All nice. right. I don't think it. Dean does that. I no, think he's I, a little bit more organized. I think he's a bit more <clears throat> fancy. Yeah. So.
1: But no, so he, uh, did, I think there was the Surf Coast Century. Was that right? Yep,
0: surf, surf Coast Century. Not
1: an easy course. Second no. half of that course is a pain.
0: No, that was, uh, and that's a course, uh, one of the first guests that we had on the podcast, Matt Daniels, mm. he was setting his sights for. I don't know if he ever did it. I think he probably did. Um, but it is a tough race. Yeah. It's a tough race. And for somebody like Matt Daniels to have set his sights on it, who was doing, you know, marathon upon marathon upon marathon day in and day out, uh, half marathons as well, you know that's a hard race. Yeah. Um, so, well done, Dean. Well done,
1: Dean. Congratulations. We'll get you on. We'll, we'll hear more about it. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. And um, upcoming news or upcoming race. You were telling me on chat today, Kipchoge is racing soon.
0: Yeah. So, the Berlin Marathon is this weekend. It is um, this weekend. It is this weekend. Okay. And uh, Kipchoge is, I believe, showing up. Mm. And... Just going to turn up. He's just going to turn up. Hey. uh, Hi, guys. Um, And he has been talking about it, and he's saying that he's in top form. He's he's ready to go out and, and just go nuts. And that's obviously... I don't know, think that's, that's the not of phrase that Kipchoge would use. Just get it, rock up and
1: go nuts. Yes. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you imagine? Yes. With this big smile yeah. on his face. Elliot, how are you going? Oh, I'm basically in retirement, mate. Just thought I'd get out there, have a fang, you know, figure it out along the way, you know. If it doesn't go well, just hit the pub early. That's,
0: that's a I'll, chilling impersonation of Kipchoge. I love it when you, you impersonate an Australian and Accent and it's actually worse than my impression yeah. an Australian accent. <laughs> I
1: do the worst Australian accent in the world, and I'm technically Australian. <laughs> technically, yes. Yes. Um, yes. Um, so Berlin is where the official world record for the marathon was set. Kipchoge owns it by him. Yep. By him. It's a great course. I think he's set. I think three of his fastest times, his official time, fastest times have been set there. I think it's so. A, he it's loves fast, it as a course. course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, I believe there are. You know, there is in the Twitter speak. Mm. That he may or may not be world record chasing again. Wow. Interesting. It would actually be really awesome to see him do the sub two in an actual race where Mm. it does count because, you know, he's done the sub two, but it doesn't technically count because Mm. the page, mostly because A, it wasn't an actual race. B, the biggest thing with the pacers were not consistent. They were switched out. Yeah. Um,
1: Do you, I thought he had set his sights though on trying to get all of the Abbott's majors.
0: So did I. Yes. But... Now that that brings me into what I'm kind of thinking like and I've spoken about this on the podcast before this may or may not be one of the last times that we see Elliot mm. Kipchoge in perfect in perfect form. The guy is like 37 or 38 mm. years old. He's been doing this forever. He started off short distances mm. and now he's I would argue the best marathoner the world has ever seen. And I His career has lasted so much sort of longer than it should It's have. a very
1: long peak, but yeah. eventually a peak has to fall away.
0: So yeah. I'm wondering, is this going to be the last time that we see him mm. in top form? Just because the mathematics point in that direction... Like, <clears throat> at some point, he's going to have to peter off.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I don't know... I don't know what he's going to do in this marathon. I have a feeling he's going to do really well because, you know, he shows up to a marathon and generally he does really well, Well, obviously. the only time
1: he hasn't was when he did London. That was like last he year. he finished sixth or eighth or something like that. And and it turned out he had an ear in an infection. An ear infection, yeah. You know, and you know what? Yeah.
0: He was so great about that. He didn't actually, he didn't really make any excuses. He was no. just like, wasn't there today. I just, I had something going on with my inner ear and maybe that had to do with it. But, you know... He doesn't regret anything in his training. He Mm -hmm. was like, you know, I trained. I was going to do the best I was going to do. He
1: didn't make any excuses. So for here in Australia, it'll be televised for, or it starts at 5pm in the afternoon Australian Standard Time. And Fox they don't have on
0: Foxtel so I can't even record it which is really annoying. Well, uh, is it
1: on Foxtel? I mean, no. this, is, this is one of those ones where if you want to watch this sort of stuff... It's probably like YouTube or something. Well, YouTube is always... There's always these choppy feeds that yeah. are always dodgy. The only way I've found to genuinely watch it is there's a place called FlowTrack. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And you pay 30 bucks for the first month and then you cancel it straight away. And yeah. It turns out to be Thirty bucks a race to watch. You so. know, I
0: feel like yeah, I feel like I would pay thirty dollars to watch it just because.
1: How many times are you going to watch something like this?
0: Yeah, not a lot. For potentially his last race, yeah. I'm I'm definitely going to watch.
1: It. Yeah,
0: uh, or at least listen to you talk about it after you watch. Yeah, exactly. I,
1: this tends to be the way I tend to watch it. Yeah, um, and <clears throat> go from there. Um, yeah, so uh, it'll it'll be so his yeah his previous. Record in Berlin is 2 hours, 1 minute, and 39 seconds. Yep. Hmm.
0: Cool. So, And that is the world record.
1: That is the world record. Current correct. world record. Exactly.
0: I'm going to take bets that he's going to go at least... I'm going to say sub 201. Sub 201. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to say he's going to shave 40 seconds at least off.
1: All right. It's. right. He's been very quiet. Um, and you know what? Yeah. I
0: think that that's very deliberate. much deliberate. Yeah. Because...
1: I mean, look, he's not
0: one to be flashy out there anyway. Yes. But he's really been quiet, and I feel like he's gearing up for something awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so, fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, FlowTrack, $30 subscription to watch. All that right. seems to be the only way. Send me that link. I will. The, the, the tip with Track is if you do pay for the subscription, jump online and have a look at what other events are coming up. Because one time I paid $30 for a month, I ended up getting to watch like three or four marathons nice. over the course of the thing with some really good um, competitors in it. So, That's cool. Yeah, don't just watch the race and then ignore it for the rest of the month. There might be something else coming up. That's yeah. fair. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, before we jump into the Q&A, how's your training going and everything? Good. Good. I've had we a... are How long till? Uh, 11 days? 11 days. Yeah. yeah. Until the marathon? Yeah. It
0: was going great. Ooh. I... Tweaks my back pretty badly last Friday. Right. And uh, well, this past Friday. So what was that? Five days ago. Five days ago. Yep. And it was the day before my last kind of big run. It was uh, 17 miles, about 26 kilometers. Not the longest run that I've done, but it was the longest run that I will have done before the technical taper starts. Yep. I hurt my back really badly on Saturday, on Friday, and it's been kind of messing with me since then. So basically, I did go out for the run on Saturday. But I cut it short at about 16 kilometers because everything, for those of you who have ever tweaked your lower back, especially if it's somewhere in that sciatic region, everything, your hamstrings tighten up. It's, it's been shooting down my hip and down into that knee. Ooh. So that's kind of worrying. I didn't.
1: You it, know it's not knee stuff. You know it's referred back exactly. pain, but it's still in the knee it's region. It's still in
0: that area that always gives yeah. me trouble. And I know that it's just because of that. So I'm hoping it goes away. Uh, I got to the 16 kilometers, I called it not because of my knee or anything, but just because my hamstrings were really tightening up yep. and that was again because of that sciatic nerve Sunday I tried to I, I figured I'd do double, I went out for another uh, 6 miles, another 10k yep. and that went alright, like I was feeling a little bit better, I, I got through it a, basically, <clears throat> I walk runned it, Rock, walk ran it. <laughs> it walk runned it <laughs> what an idiot um <laughs> I walked, so I both, the day... I both walked and ran. Exactly. Yeah. So Saturday for had 16 kilometers, I walk, ran it, and I still kind of was only about a minute to a minute and a half off of my race pace, okay. which is the pace I wanted to do. Yeah. So when I was running, I was moving. Yeah. When I was walking, so every like four to 600 meters, I would walk for 30 okay. to
1: 60 seconds. It was like and, a super long interval session. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I still averaged about, for the entire time, about a six minute kilometer. Okay. Next day, same thing. And I actually, if we're talking miles here, I did six miles. No one's talking miles, no, no Andrew. Talking You're
1: the miles. only one talking miles. It was... It was it no turned one into else a, cares about miles. You
0: know what? 90% of our listeners are in America. So really? What?
1: Show me the stats for that. No, I don't want to. No. 90% of our listeners live within five kilometers of us, and they do it out of pity. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> it turned into a progression run, so that was good. It was still a walk run walked for uh, sorry ran for about four to six hundred meters then i'd walk for yep. 30 to 60 seconds picked it up and i started at about a 630 kilometer i ended at about a 450 kilometer for Wrong. the last few hundred meters and so that's fine uh, monday i did an easy eight kilometers didn't do strides just because i didn't feel like yeah. i wanted to jolt too much <clears throat> tuesday i did an incline workout fine okay. it was fine i just basically did 90 seconds hard up at 15 percent incline 60 percent uh 60 second recovery everything's moving i'm moving tomorrow i'm going for a 50 minute just kind of moderate paced run i'll yep. see how everything feels
1: Are you taking any anti-inflammatories I'm or anything not to I'm yeah trying.
0: like i because i don't want to mess with the recovery too much i did before the runs on saturday and sunday yeah but that was kind of it. I did take another two. I think Sunday night. Uh, mostly, I've just been using heat to yeah. kind of promote the blood flow. You know, promote the inflammation so we can heal it faster. That's what's going to heal it. Uh, you know, because for all of, those of you who don't know, rice, rest, ice, compression, elevate. It's kind of old school now. Even the guy that coined <clears throat> rice, uh, not uh, yeah, um, he has kind of come out and said,
1: eh. Yeah.
0: I kind of was right, but I kind of wasn't.
1: Inflammation is the body's way of telling you that something's wrong and yeah. protecting the body yeah. from doing something else. So
0: cold, whilst <laughs> can have its benefits, they're finding now that warmth mm. to actually promote that inflammation, to promote that blood flow is a little bit better. Yep. And cold has never really worked for me anyway. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping that it kind of gets a little bit better. We'll see how tomorrow's run goes because I'm, yeah, I'm well and truly in the taper. Yeah. I don't have any big runs Saturday's run, it's my normal long run. It's just like a sixty-minute run. Yep. You know, there's some hard intervals in there, but nothing major. And then next week, it's real, just chilled out, real chilled out. Monday's no running. Tuesdays easy. Wednesdays easy. I uh, know. Oh Wednesday's no running. Mm. Thursdays a bit of an incline workout. Fridays no running. Saturday's easy. And then Sunday we go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! Sunday we go. <laughs> when you say it like that, it starts to freak you out a little bit, doesn't it? Mm. <clears throat>
0: And it's just amazing to me that it's like... Do you know what? It's funny, like for... It's not funny, it's terrifying. It's terrifying, it's yeah. awful, it's panicky, and I yeah. hate it. Leading up to the 50K, not the the, the second 50K, the brim bank, I was whatever, because I think that was so off the cuff. Yeah. You dared me to do it, I did it, Yep. Yeah. and I didn't care, yeah. like to the point where I didn't know what I was going to wear until I wore it on the day of the race. Mm. But with the marathon, there's something, something.
1: Yeah, Bethlehem something marathon. something about running a marathon because a 50K, unless you're like better than we are, you're yeah. just trying to get through yeah. it. Yeah, with a
0: marathon though, you can still race you it. You can
1: race a marathon.
0: You, can, you yeah. can give yourself standards. Like, sure, I'll give myself in a 50K. Maybe the next time I do one, maybe I'll go sub five. Maybe mm. that'd be nice.
1: Depends on the course. Exactly. Yeah. I've never gone sub-5 in a 50. Yeah,
0: exactly. and yeah. Uh, Brimbank, I think, probably we both yeah. more likely to do it. than Brimbank's,
1: I think, the only 50 I've ever done where I feel like I could go sub Because it's, it's yeah. basically a road race. It is, yeah. It is. yeah.
0: And, but with a marathon, it's like you have these expectations, you have these hopes. It's like, mm. oh, man, when I want to hit this time, when I want to hit mm. this time. And you, you, you're still in that territory where, even though it's only 8 kilometers different from a 50 kilometer, you still think, Marathon, forty-two kilometers. I can run that. I can race yeah. that for you know
1: me. Well, you can you can race your own limits yeah, and right. personal best and stuff. You can go yeah. out there and do that.
0: Yeah. Like I'm never gonna like I'll, I'll look at a Spartan race, an uh, age group, and mm. I'll think, yeah, I want to win today. Yeah. But I'll never go into a marathon thinking I'm going to win this thing. No, just because I'm never going to be somebody who can run a two-hour flat marathon. Yeah, it's not. It's just not. I don't have the genetic talent for that. Mm and if i tried i'd probably die Mm. 250 240 that's possible with my body type but again it's all about genetics too like where is my body going to give up yeah sub three definitely i think is possible but winning a marathon no winning a spartan race sure
1: what if it was a very small marathon with not a lot of people
0: well see that's and that's the other thing like
1: the only marathons we do are big events. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, 8,000 people.
0: I mean, I've run, say, the Sunset Series. Yeah. The 5K there. Not a big... A few hundred people. I can come in top 10 in that. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, with a small marathon, even if it's a small marathon, you're still going to find somebody... Someone's like, going to rock up. The gap between first and and mid-distance mm-hmm. yeah. in a marathon is so much bigger mm-hmm. than first and mid, um, sorry, mid-speed...
1: In 5K. In 5K. Yeah. In
0: mid-pack. Mid-pack is yeah. what I'm looking for. Like, I'll be closer to the winner, just by nature of how long it is in the mathematics of yeah. it, to the winner of a 5K or a 10K, than I will be in the marathon. Even mm. if there's only 50 people in the marathon, the marathon winner probably still going to run, even if it's a small race, I'm going to say 230. Yeah, you think so. Yeah. Um, 240 even, mm. you know that magic number, but... Like, even the Melbourne Marathon, like, yes, it's a big marathon, but it's not, like, a major marathon. Mm. The winners, like, uh, Liam Adams,
1: I think? Yeah. Is, I don't think he's ever really gone below 210, Yeah, 215. It, Melbourne's a great marathon, but it's not an event that attracts big, the best elite runners, runners right. elite runners, stuff like that.
0: Right, which is strange to me, like...
1: Well, I think it's probably because over in America and Europe, they're in fall, And yeah. so that's their racing season over there. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. And we're in spring,
0: and mm-hmm. nobody really wants to take the chance to run in the spring. Yeah, because I'm looking at the forecast it's looking like it's going to be a low of 10 a high of 17 oh I haven't even
1: checked is it okay that's good though it's It's good it's not
0: great but it's not bad yeah today was warm today was warm today
1: was 20 odd degrees and
0: it's humid yeah I didn't like it Okay, I mean I liked it because I wasn't running yep Uh, the past couple days have been nice would you like to speak to the manager I would I will God (laughs) if you exist hmm Uh, But, yeah, so, like, I can take 17 because if we're starting the race at
1: 7. If we're starting the race at 7, then 17 is what it will get to at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Exactly. Maybe, worst case scenario, midday it will get to 17. Yeah, and that's
0: still a bit warm, but it's certainly Better than 25.
1: Well, you know, the rule is you need to assume that it will be 20 degrees hotter than the temperature is. That's how warm you're going to get. Right. So if it's going to be 17 degrees at some point, you need to dress as if it's 37. Yeah. Because that's how hot you're going to get when you're running.
0: Yeah. And that's, funnily enough, that is the same in Fahrenheit too. So if, mm. if you just dress for 20 degrees warmer and you'll be fine. Yeah. You. My favorite way to start a race is kind of shivery.
1: Yeah. Oh, you want to be cold at the starting line. Yeah. Absolutely. You want to be cold at the starting line. Um
0: well, before you run it. Before you warm run. up in here. Yeah.
1: Once you uh, warm up, then, yeah, obviously yeah. you get going. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, mm. that's my story. How about you,
0: man? How's, uh, how's everything? Are you going to do your four back to back halves?
1: No, no, no. So, um, so, last week was good. I got back into some form. I- I'm doing the opposite of you. You're tapering. I'm trying to work to something like a peak so that I can peak next weekend. Yeah. Um, but I've got to be careful that I don't overdo it. Sure. Because I don't want to peak with a tired peak. Um, So last week I got my mileage back up to 70k's, which was pretty good, you know, first week back after COVID, yeah. So so after COVID broke, I had a couple of days of running and then I had a week of quote unquote normal running that got to 70k's. Um, I did a 28 kilometer long run on the Sunday, uh, which was okay. It would have been a four hour and change marathon um, if I'd... If, if I'd done that. That's all right for a training for run. For a training run, that's fine. Did you do
0: any race-based stuff in
1: there? Not you just really, steady? no. A yeah. little bit towards the end, but just steady. So, you know, I've gotten out and... So I took Monday... I was quite sore afterwards. I think that's, that's the difference from missing three weeks of training because of injury and then COVID. I'm just a lot sorer than I should be after these runs. Sure. And so that's what I found on Monday. So Monday I took uh, the day off and just recovered. Tuesday last night, I went to the track yeah, uh, and, and did some intervals, 10 by 500 meters, and ran them at about 4.30 pace, okay. uh, 4.30 a kilometer. So, yeah. chilled for you? Chilled, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't trying to go sub four, no. just taking it easy, concentrating on form, making sure everything was feeling good. So, I was quite happy with that. Uh, rode my bike to and from the city today just to get some cross training in and loosen everything up. And I always feel like all the little niggles in my hamstrings and my glutes and everything... Just that bike ride loosens them all up. I really, really like the bike riding as cross-training. I think I'm definitely all the way through the last quarter of the year and summer and everything, I'm going to really make sure I keep that cross-training going because I think it really works well for me in terms of my lower body. Nice. Uh, I've got to get something for upper body because I've just been neglecting that Mm. for pretty much a year now, but I'll worry about that. So I think my plan is tomorrow I'm probably going to Run to the track tomorrow night. Yep. Do a track session and run back. Are you
0: guys? Are you guys still? Doing yeah, the, the tracks. Right? The tracks. Yes, right.
1: Yeah, we've got keys to the track, so even though it's a public holiday tomorrow, we'll still go to the track and do a session. Very good. So I'll probably do between I don't know seventeen and twenty one. I won't do more than twenty one tomorrow. So I'll do a nice jog to the track, do some faster work at the track, then jog back, and then on Friday I'm going to go out on tired legs and see how I feel. So I'll basically do a Friday. Afternoon, evening run, go home, sleep, wake up, do a first thing Friday morning run. See how I go with you know that sort of mileage over an elapsed period, but back to back. Yep. Um, then probably take Saturday easy. Friday, oh, sorry, Sunday, fourteen k's, something like that, and then basically just keep the legs ticking over. Yeah. Um, for the rest of the week, yeah. So you know, not trying to, not trying to smash myself. Yeah, you know, it should be a nice feeling of tiredness. Yeah, but I, I'll get confidence from being able to do it. Yeah, good. Um, I, I am, I'm really unsure at the moment about going after the three fifty pacer. I am feeling like I might. It might be safer to go with the four minute pacer. I'll really use the next. I'll use Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Yeah, I'll try and do some of that at race pace to see how it feels. Yeah, but yeah. I'm feeling a little nervous about it. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, look, I think Mm -hmm. because, you know, like you said, Mm -hmm. you know what it's like to chase 350 and Mm -hmm. then end fading by 12 minutes. Yeah. I think for your own sanity, because it's not really, it's like not an A race for you. It's not not an A
1: race for me now. Now that I've, now that I've lost all that time, it wasn't a great ramp up anyway. I don't think it was going to be an A race
0: for you anyway, because you weren't ever
1: shooting for it. I was never shooting for a PB at this. And so my mental state for this race now is it's just a tick in the box. Yeah. To building my marathon total, and also working my way towards ten Melbourne marathons. Sure. Yeah. So is that a Spartan? That's a Spartan. So once you do ten Melbourne marathons, you're a Spartan. You get a special singlet and all that sort of stuff. So that's what I'm. That's what I want. Right. Yeah.
0: Not to be confused with Spartan. Spartan.
1: Spartan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's
0: good. Mm. I think that this is a good way to look at it. Mm. Uh, you know. You know, start with four four hour pacer, and then.
1: Maybe finish in three fifty five. Best case scenario finish... That's what I did in Toronto. You could
0: probably finish in three fifty if you're feeling really good. Oh, could... if I was
1: feeling super fantastic with ten Ks to go, even still that would be pretty quick. Yeah. I'd have well, to go from five forty pace. I to... was
0: talking about halfway through. Oh uh, I just saved you'd have to save thirty seconds off per kilometer. The
1: way I felt at twenty one to twenty eight Ks on Sunday, I just don't think I've got it to kick. Okay. Yeah. That's so, fair. We'll see. It it might just be a nice, fun, cruisy, four hour marathon. Just jog around, have fun with it.
0: Yeah. That's not something that people think about when they think about a marathon. It's cruisy it, fun. It's
1: it's kinda <laughs> it's kinda like you gotta put your accomplishments and ability into perspective. Yeah. It's great that I'm at a stage where I can just say, All right, I'm just gonna go out and run an easy four hour marathon and I know it's not gonna hurt that much and I'll probably be back training three or four days later. Yep. Like it's it's just a super long run for me. I it's I'm very fortunate and blessed that I can do that. Because some people, that's a a race for them. Yeah. is a sub-four-hour marathon. And that's amazing too. Yeah. Because everyone's journey is different. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely agree. Well, Well, uh, speaking about different
0: journeys and different... Yeah. Different ideas. Uh, so, we basically, we wanted to do a Q&A today. Yep. So, we're going to get right into it. So, basically, I... I get post... right into
1: it. We're 24 minutes in. We we'll just get... get right into uh, it.
0: That, for us, is getting right into True. it. <laughs> True. speedy start for us. Yeah. Usually, we're about <laughs> 35 minutes in before we talk about our five-minute-long topic. Uh, so, I post... Uh, we talked about it. I post the Ask Me a Question sticker in uh, my Instagram. I'm going to double-check to make sure that there are none that I have missed, but it looks like we've got a few questions to answer, which is exciting. Some, I have not
1: seen any of these. I normal. have
0: only looked at them long enough to
1: think of a good answer.
0: No, <laughs> not even to just post them in the story and and put put a picture to them. Yeah, okay. And to tell people to listen to the episode. Okay. So, some of them were anonymous, some of them, some of them were not. So, these are in no particular order. There are some questions that are running related fitness related pop culture related a couple of things that just are goofy yep and we'll shout out to the people who gave the gave us their names uh and for those of you who didn't give us our names next time be brave Mm. make mistakes let's get nuts all right so we're gonna get right into it okay first question anonymous what type of shoes should i wear for a long run
1: well not new shoes that's that's obviously uh it's point number one. Never take a new pair of shoes out of the box and throw them on for a long run. Yep. Um it, it comes down to I believe it comes down to your foot striking. Yeah. Um are you someone who pronates, which is really rolls in, or are you someone who's not is is what's the opposite of pronating? Supernating. Supernating. Yeah. yeah. Are you rolling in or are you rolling out? That yeah. will ultimately determine your um, you, you, the type of shoe you should buy. Should you buy a stability shoe or should you buy a more cushioned shoe? Um, I would say as a general rule, use your second most expensive pair of shoes for your long runs, depending on what type of brand you like. The most expensive shoes in, L, in Andrew's kit is the Alpha Flies, but he's not going to wear those on a long run every weekend because he will destroy
0: them. That's true. Yeah. And they're too um, expensive.
1: But if you're going to spend, you know, 100 to to 150 bucks on a pair of runners for everyday training and stuff like that. Spend more Mm. on your shoes that you want for the long runs. You know, that 150 to low 200 range is pretty, pretty good. More above that than you're getting into carbon-plated shoes. And you don't really need those for long runs, which are, again, meant to be done at an easy pace. Mm. Um, Personally, I like Asics. I went through a phase where I was doing a lot of Nikes. Um, I've moved off that now. I'm back to the Asics using the Keanos. They're just a really good... All rounder. Yeah. They're not the be best at anything, but they're definitely not the worst. You get good bang for your buck. They last. You know, I tend to get, I'm, you know, I'm six foot three, 88 kilos. I get 600 to 700 kilometers out of a pair of Keanos. Nice. Which, considering they're anywhere between $170 and $240, you want to get pretty a pretty bit of bang for, for your buck. Yeah. So, so, my pick for a long run, ASICS Keanos. Nice. Mm. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, I agree with everything. I I would also ask, you know, it's it's it, what are you if you're training for something? What are you training for? That's going to dictate the type of shoe you wear. So obviously, if you're training for a trail race, you know, you're going to go to the trails and you're going to do your long runs on the trails. You're going to wear a trail shoe. I use Salomon's and Salming's. Mm. The the speed cross for Salomon and the Salming. <sighs> this is anticlimactic. Can't remember. I'll figure it out. It's in the show notes somewhere. I think it's in the Spartan uh, show notes when I did that with Aaron. But yeah, so, so elements, elements.
1: So your answer is go back and look at 140 episodes worth of show notes. To yeah. To find the... Okay, cool. Thank, t- take that, listener. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Elements. They're the sounding elements. So yeah, figure out what type of race you're doing. Yes, figure out. I would say go to a running store, just mm. exactly what Zach said. That's how you figure out if you pronate or supinate, and they can tell you.
1: Because depending on which of those you do, it will dictate your shoe You're choice. Right. Exactly. You, you'll you find yourself, like, it doesn't matter what type of brand I'm looking at, I go to the stability shoes, because yep. I know I pronate in. Um, other people who are more flat-footed and heavy striking, they need the cushioning, so they'll always go to the cushioning shoes. That's it. You can only figure that out if you've gone to a podiatrist or... Half the time you're going to a podiatrist because you've got a problem. Yeah. If you don't have a problem with your running style and you haven't been to a podiatrist, go to a running store and get fitted, buy the first pair of shoe off them, pay the full price, help them out, and then look for the discount versions when you need to buy Maybe your second, third, and That's fourth. what I do. That's exactly what I do. Exactly.
0: Uh, and then, yeah, like for my long runs that have to do with marathon pacing or have a workout in there, I'll generally wear my race shoe, mm-hmm. which in my case will will theoretically i'm assuming at this point would be the alpha fly but for like a midweek long run or a long run that has no bearing it's just there to get the um you know the legs ticking over i'll generally wear my asics cumulus Mm. you know which those are a more of a neutral shoe with stability rather Mm. than a stability Stability shoe. Uh, and those are Mm. you know those work great for me i've had really good success with those but yeah, definitely. So figure out what your race is, what's your goal, what type of terrain, and then and go from there. It's, and it's very, it is very personalized to each person. It's kind of like asking how long is a piece of string? Yeah. Or who's your
1: favorite child? <laughs> right.
0: Well, I am the favorite child of my parents. Are you? Obviously.
1: I'm the favorite child of my parents. No, not. I'm the golden boy. Are you the only child? No. Do you have a brother? I have a brother and a sister. Have I met them?
0: Obviously not if I didn't know they existed. No,
1: but you don't need to because they're not as good as me. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair.
0: All right, next question. Also anonymous. Okay, I like this question. Are tempo runs and threshold runs the same? No one gives a clear answer. We do. We did a whole episode on this. Right, exactly. (laughs) Go back and listen. Uh, Next. Next. (laughs) So, yeah, so they are different, but also the same, depending on what you're saying. Yes, Threshold run is more having to do with your a, a, a scientific sort of analytic, a metric. You have a threshold pace. You have a threshold heart rate. That is the heart rate in which, you, or sorry, that's the effort at which you're working in which your body can't clear lactate enough. To keep you moving at that speed, so everybody has that lactate threshold. Once you cross over, you're living on borrowed time, and you can't continue off with that effort. So
1: everyone has a threshold. Everyone, otherwise, everyone would just keep running faster and faster, exactly. and never have to pace themselves.
0: And that generally has to do with your heart rate. For me, my threshold heart rate's around 168, <laughs> and that puts me. I can I can keep that uh, 168 to 170. I can keep that effort up for anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and 20 on a really good day, but generally from 45 minutes to an hour. Now, if somebody says, go out and run a tempo run, what they're saying is, probably they're saying, if they're not really scientifically thinking about it, they're probably telling you to go run a threshold run, which means a run which you can hold that pace for up to an hour but you're really working hard. Mm. So you're 10K pace. But what a tempo run actually can mean is just a choice of a tempo. Pick a pace. Pick a pace. Like a tempo could be a marathon pace. It could be a 5K pace. It could be a 10K pace. Any pace. A threshold run Mm. is a tempo run, but not all tempo runs are threshold runs. Yes.
1: If I went out and did a threshold run, I'd be running at, you know, if I suppose if I was going for 45 minutes to an hour, I'd be running a 420, 430 kilometer. Yeah. But if I'm going out and doing a tempo run at my marathon pace, I'm running anywhere from 5 to 5.40, Right. depending on the sort of marathon I'm going for. So, yeah, if I choose to run a tempo run at my threshold pace, they are the same. But if your tempo is a different pace than your threshold, which is a scientific physical limit, then they're different.
0: Correct. Hmm. Correct. So, no, they're not. Same, they're not the same exactly. Anyone
1: who tells you that is lying,
0: and don't listen to them,
1: yeah, and send them to our podcast,
0: right? Yes, because I want to talk to them. Mm. Next question this comes from Mike to the fullest. So, we've had Mike on the podcast. Hey, Mike. Mike's client, he is also sort of an athlete because I'm going to be helping him train for his first half marathon coming up soon. Mike says, What do you say to those who say running is bad for your knees?
1: Um, it's not. Thank you very much. Um, Running, There's scientific proof that running is not bad for your knees. Running can actually strengthen your knees by building the muscle around them, helping to keep the movement between the joints and everything going. Um, If you use stuff on your body, your body will do stuff to look over it. Mm. If you overuse stuff on your body and it gets injured, that's where your body says, let's not do this and let's do inflammation. But if you put energy if you work out a certain body type or if you do a certain type of exercise, your body will look after you. Yep. So so running will not hurt your knees. I think that got a bad name back in the 70s and 80s, back when shoe technology was really quite poor. Yeah. I'm sure if you were running and stuff like that, the impacts uh, into your knees would, would be a lot worse. And also, we were a lot less scientific mm. about training back then. Uh, and what a lot of people do is they, they think that the soreness you feel in the first month three months, six months of learning how to run, or whenever you get to a certain level and then you decide to take it up a level, they associate that preliminary soreness with injury and damage. Mm. And that's not always the case. So I think, you know, there's many articles you can find that talk about it doesn't injure your knees. Mm. Um, But just anecdotally, you know, I've had many, many, many injuries uh, over my running career. Knees have not been one of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I... And the same, I have pain in my knee sometimes, but that's not because my knee is bad. That's because it's stemming from my hips or my mm-hmm. glutes. And that's not because I'm running. It's because my form uh, my form is poor and I've got to strengthen mm-hmm. certain areas. So I would say that if your knees are giving you a problem when you're running, it's, it's not because you're running. It's because yeah. something else is weak and it's either your hips, your, your, your glutes, your feet your, you know, your, your quads, even yep. your anterior, uh, your posterior chain, your lower back. Like right now I've hurt my lower back and that's hurting my knee. Mm. It's not the running. It's, it's the other stuff that you have to strengthen and figure out. So if you're having pain in your knees, mm. then figure out why. Is it your form? Is it something else that's weak? The other thing is your knees, if you have a genetic predisposition to arthritis or, any kind of problems with knees, mm-hmm. you're you're going to find that maybe your your cartilage, mm-hmm. your knees, that stuff will break down. But it's not necessarily because of the running; it's because of a genetic genetic disposition you have yeah. to that. So running is not bad for your knees.
1: No, I just I just googled is running bad for your knees and just found like a dozen articles from reputable places yeah. myth busting that um, and talking about like we just said. Um, When people say does running injure your knees, they tend to talk about arthritis and cartilage and stuff like that. Mm. There's actually a whole bunch of studies that say, like I said, if you start running, the body will actually do magic stuff inside it to send more of the good white blood cells and everything to that area to build that up. Where you're likely to get knee pain in running is what Andrew was saying. Related ligaments and tendons. And often that's not the knee causing the problem. That's the knee just being a major hinge in your leg. And it's the symptom. It's not the cause of the pain. It's the symptom of something else.
0: Correct. Mm. Next question. Also from Mike to the fullest. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Again. What is your favorite post-race indulgence?
1: Uh,
0: That's a hard one. That's
1: a tough one. Um,
0: Depending on the race.
1: Depending on the race. I mean, the first thing in terms of recovery. Mm. So I think there's there's post-race indulgence and then there's recovery. Yeah. Uh, Post-race recovery... I'm straight to a chalky milk you know what i've started doing that too yeah I, I love a chocolate milk it's carbs it's protein it's a bit of fat i can drink a liter of it um not straight after the race i normally need to give myself Cup, 25 yeah. minutes 30 minutes or so um, but a nice cold chocolate milk is, is my go-to um recovery food and then post-race i like a burger nice i really like a, a burger and chips Um, not not necessarily a beer. I do enjoy a beer because I don't drink that much at the moment.
0: Beer after a Spartan is phenomenal.
1: Yeah. I do like a beer. I was trying to work out what's better, a beer in the shower or a coffee on the toilet? Because a beer in the shower... Beer in the shower. Yeah. Because...
0: Yeah, beer in the shower.
1: Beer in the shower. A beer in the shower. It depends on what
0: you're doing on the toilet. What are you doing at number two? You're sitting. Beer in the shower. Yeah, okay. You shouldn't be consuming anything if you're doing that.
1: Okay, all right. Well, I guess maybe I shared a bit too much then. Freak. Um, But yeah, (laughs) sitting in the shower after a marathon, having a beer is nice. Having a beer with... Uh, but the problem is, after a marathon, you have two beers and you're out like a <laughs> you're lot. Gone. For you the can't next 48 enjoy hours. it. No. Whereas a nice burger and chips and salt and yeah. all that—it's yeah. got to be savoury, I think. Yeah, it has to be savoury. I'm not a big sweet fan afterwards. Mm. Oh, except for the chocolate milk. Yeah, okay. of
0: course. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of. So I think I will firstly say. Anything that you eat after an Ultra is the best thing that you've ever tasted in your life. Yep. Like, after the Spartan Ultra, I had those little cabana things. Mm. And that was the best thing I'd ever eaten, ever, <laughs> ever in my life. Uh, but after the marathon, yeah, I kind of want to get some something savory in there. I think, yeah, burger would be nice. Uh, I'm really looking forward. Aaron made this awesome kind of... It's keto, so it doesn't get a lot of carbs, but it looks salty and goodness. It's got like, it's like a cauliflower bake or something. It's got like cheese and sour cream and stuff in it. Oh, right. I want that.
1: Uh, nachos would be good. Nachos would be good. Nachos would be good. You i said go sour some cream. Nachos. Yeah, yeah, that's nachos. it.
0: That's a good point. I had nachos after my first marathon. Mm. That was tight.
1: What you don't want is pasta or rice, because chances are you've been eating all that so yeah. much during marathon training. Yeah. You want to blow it out a little bit and have a bit of fun. A little yeah. bit.
0: Mm. I generally will take a couple of days after a marathon and just indulge a little bit yeah you know my favorite absolute all-time favorite snack is trail mix with uh little chocolate pieces in mm. it i uh, love that but yeah that's it Yep. there you go next question from amazing artistic spidey this guy's actually awesome he does a lot of uh drawings and cartoons and stuff okay very very creative did you watch the new season of cobra kai yet
1: I have not watched any of Cobra Kai. Oh, dude. Yeah, I was talking about this the other day. For some reason, I don't know... I've got a big problem watching stuff that's overhyped. Yeah. Like, if I don't get in right at the start... So, for instance, I've never seen Saving Private Ryan. Get out of here! I've never seen Titanic. Really? There's a whole bunch of films that were just too hyped for me. But is it like is it now like you
0: won't watch them because there's no
1: way it can live up to expectations? But
0: but will will you just now watch not watch them because you've made that choice and you're being stubborn or you just don't have any desire?
1: Now I don't have any desire. Yeah, right. But I think at the at the start it was like I missed it, it blew up, I'm like it's too hyped, it's never going to live up to expectations and now I'm just yeah, over it. And Cobra Kai was kind of the same. It came out... And like we've talked about, I've got a problem with the whole Netflix model yeah, as well, yeah. binging it all down. So no, I have not watched the latest season. Were you, of were you a fan of the Karate Kid? Um, I, I was. For some reason, I watched Karate Kid 2 way more than Karate Kid 1. Do
0: you know what? I think I watched Karate Kid 3 way more than any of them.
1: I think my local VHS store must have had just... Karate Kid 1 was always sold out, and so it yeah. was always a Karate Kid 2. So I definitely remember Karate Kid 2 more than Karate Kid 1. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I enjoyed them. Yeah. You know, I, I was a kid in the 80s. You couldn't not yeah, exactly. enjoy Karate exactly. Kid. Um, but yeah, at the same time, when Cobra Kai came out, they were bringing out Fuller House and there was all these throwbacks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It just all kind of blended. I mean, it, it's won Emmys. Uh, I, I will say, I,
0: I love Cobra Kai. I am waiting to watch it with Aaron. I've watched some highlights of the new season mm-hmm. and I'm very excited about it. I've had some spoilers, whatever. Yeah. Everybody has spoilers because Netflix releases the whole thing in one day. But I really am enjoying the show. I think uh, William Zabka, um, Johnny, is Mm. just like, I think he's funny as hell. Mm. I think he's probably, well, he's just, he's the best part of that show. Just some of the stuff he does and some of the stuff he says Mm. and the way that he delivers it. Like, he's just this dumb, charming character. Yeah. Reminds me of myself.
1: Has he done much other than this? Like, did he get other roles? I mean, the he back was like of... the
0: bad boy in the 80s. He was in mm. a few movies, but mm. I don't remember him. I don't remember him. It feels like he should have had a bigger career. If... It feels like he yeah. should have. Like, he is very talented. Mm. I don't know that he holds up to an A-lister. Certainly, he... could be a character actor. He's a great character actor. Yeah. Like, and that's what I think the problem was in the 80s. He was. Mm. Like, he was in a couple of movies where he basically played Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. There was this one movie called... Uh, Just One of the Guys. Mm. Uh, It was about this girl who was trying to get an article published, but her school wouldn't publish it. She believed it was because she was a woman. It was was like Tootsie, but in high school. Uh, She transformed herself into a guy, wrote the same article, tried to get it published. And he played the bully of a friend that she friended. And he was like the same character. He was Johnny Lawrence. I think
1: that's the problem. I think he got typecast. Exactly. Because, you know, why couldn't he have had a career, kind of the profile of... I'm thinking Paul Reiser in movies. Now, Paul Reiser had Mad About You and stuff like that, and which he's, is really famous. But in movies, he was like a side character in Billy Hill's Cop.
0: He was great in Beverly Hill's Cop. He was great in The Story of Us. Yeah. With uh, Bruce Willis and Michelle Fight. Fe-
1: yeah, like he's just that... that sort of caliber. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's not a that guy. Yeah. But at the same time, he's not a leading man. He's somewhere between
0: Billy Crystal and Paul Reiser.
1: Yes. Okay. He could yeah. have done that. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. The thing I think about Copper Kai is when it first came out, I thought it was a parody. I didn't realize it was oh. going to be serious and it was going to actually have 5 seasons of story. I thought it was a one season done parody and we were going to laugh but I, I didn't realize it's really yeah. good. It's yeah. so
0: good. It's actually like really good. I I really enjoy it. Like I could it's one of those ones that I will go back and watch it over and over. Look, there are moments in it that are just freaking stupid. It's just like how is this like not there's no spoilers here, but there's like a couple of times where the, each, uh, the kids from each dojo start to, like, rumble in, like, mm. school or in public places. And I'm thinking, there's no way this goes on for this long. No. And it's not stopped. Yeah. It's like there's some stupid stuff, and some of the acting is, eh. But it's really entertaining. Is it worth it? I think so. Okay. All right. I, I, I give it a... I give it a... I give it a night. Eight. Okay. Eight. You're a pretty tough judge. Yeah. The only reason that I don't give it, a, like, a night is just because some of the acting and... Some of the cliches where they just like say stuff and it's like, oh, they're just saying it to mm. reference something and nobody would ever say that in real life. All it's right. fine.
1: I'd put it on my watch list except every time I open Netflix, it pops up and tells me to watch it. So That's I'm
0: never going to lose it. You'll never lose it. No. You'll never mm. forget it. All right. Next question from Rocky Mountain Cap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is love? Is that the question? That's the question. Question. <laughs> when it, when I saw this, the first thing I thought of was "Baby, don't hurt me." Is this
1: a cheering test? Like, are they are we trying to see? He's trying to see if we're artificial intelligence. I or think not? so. I think so. I think he's yeah.
0: just screwing around. And even Aaron was like, "That's such a weird question." Mm. I was like, "Yeah, no, I know." But we like this guy. He's um, he's 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 somebody on Instagram that uh, you know we go back and forth with like uh, fitness stuff. Yeah, uh, and you know we'll tag each other in our workouts and stuff. So. Yeah, I think he was just trying to be funny. I think that's random and funny. I like it. It made me think of Night at the Roxbury, so anytime that I think about Mm. Night at the Roxbury, it's a win for me. Yeah. Uh, Next thing is from Jonathan Cruz. (laughs) Your face always looks like the real Henry Cavill.
1: That's complimentary.
0: I'll take that.
1: Yeah. You know, I saw something the other day. Do you watch the the animated TV show Archer? No. No, okay. You need to watch that. You won't get the reference then. Okay. Yeah. Go, Go watch... 14 seasons of Archer, and then we'll talk. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay. I can, I can do that. That's your homework. I'll,
0: I'll do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't see it. There are certain times in some of my Superman shots where I'll look at him like, yeah,
1: I, got, I got that.
0: Yeah. I got the vibe. But not in a normal sense. Normally, I, I just look like budget somebody. <laughs>
1: so, uh, you look like, we've talked about this before, you look like the guy, um, oh, Tony Daniels, who was in Better Call Saul and he was also the swordsman in Hawkman. Oh, yeah, you told Hawkeye. Me look you look a lot like him, and you act like him as well. Um, I see you as a younger, um, less successful Tony Daniels. This guy? No, not that guy. Oh, let good. me find it. I've got the name wrong. Um, let me figure that, find that for you. Um, Very cool. He's a great actor. Um, Tony Daniels.
0: Hold, please. I'm going to see if I'm being insulted or not. This guy? No, not that guy. He's ugly. No offense, Tony Daniels, if you're listening to this. I know oh, he's a voice actor, of course yeah, he's no. ugly. Um, um,
1: and your Wi-Fi here is non-existent, so... Well, I have it. You just don't have the password to it. Okay. Is this a thrilling podcast? I think or so. Or what? We're trying to... Um, uh, come on.
0: Maybe it's just like a better call. Is he like a main character? This guy. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could do that. You could
1: do that guy. You got do the, that guy. you know, this the Tony yeah. Dalton. Tony Dalton. What did I say? Tony Daniels.
0: Yeah, it's very different. Tony
1: Dalton. Well, Tony's the same. It starts with a D. D A. I was a fair way into the surname before I fucked it up.
0: I can't argue with that. Yeah. That's fair.
1: Yeah. No, you look like a younger Yeah, if Tony I had a mustache. Yes. If you had a mustache and you grew your hair longer. That's cool. Uh, and he's great. He's funny. He's charismatic as fuck. Much like he's me. With Yeah. So that's why I said you're like a, a much worse.
0: Like a budget Tony Dalton.
1: Uh, not even budget. You're like a... Like a like um, Salvation clearance. Army. Clearance. Okay. Clearance. Yes. You're like a clearance Tony Dalton. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, next question from... <laughs> Brandon Colleen this is more Superman mm. stuff where do you get your amazing Superman costumes
1: this is one for you so
0: yeah so obviously so I get uh, them from a lot of different people I've got
1: uh, like 15 or 20 costumes we're literally standing in a room here and there is costumes lying everywhere and these
0: aren't even all of them there's no. so many boxes in the other room. Mm. Uh, I you know in each of my posts I credit the makers to my suits that I have so if you're interested in any specific suit just look at this uh Post, and it will be in there, but most recently I've worked with Unmasked Studio, Replica Industries, Action Costumes, um, working with In Disguise at the moment, but yeah, so we got some, we got some stuff happening. I am
1: amazed when I see these suits in real life, the detail that goes into, they're not just plain blue. Like, there's texture all the way through them. They're just, um, they're astonishing. I I hadn't really appreciated how much effort goes into cosplay until I'd seen some of Andrew's stuff.
0: Yeah, there's some, there's some, I mean, and these are the not-so-good costumes. Oh, I like these. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that. So the next question, uh, this one's from Simon. Oh, Simon. Our Simon. Our Simon. I don't know if this was an inside joke to the, um, to... That big event that you did. Oxfam? Oxfam, thank you. Yeah. Because I know that you had said something about your uh, Hydro Pack. He asked, Does Zach's Hydro Pack hold a bladder?
1: No, my Hydro Pack does not hold a bladder, and it's a sore point with me. Does he know that? Is that why he, he asked? He knows it's a sore point with me. Um, it's also a sore point with me and Solomon, uh, which is where I got my Hydro Pack for. I, here's something about me, listeners. Here we go. My greatest sin is that I genuinely believe that paying more for something will result in a better product.
0: He's preaching the crier, man. I got $400 shoes.
1: And so when I went and bought my new pack, specifically for a bunch of ultras that was coming up, everything told me I should have bought the mid-level pack. There was no reason not to buy the mid-level pack. The mid-level pack was perfectly adequate. But the pack that was more expensive cost more. Therefore... It must be better. It turned out it was not better. It turned out it was a unique thing. It was a pack that could hold 10 litres of gear, but only one litre of water in two little bottles. What is the point of that, dear, dear listener? Where in the world are you going to go out and need to carry 10 litres of gear, jackets, food, equipment, but only need one litre of water? You're not going to need it, listeners. And so I regretted that. I also um, didn't realise that it didn't have little things like compression things. Because when you've got one liter, uh, 10 litres of gear, but you don't fill it, then the two litres of stuff bounces around and mm. causes whoosh, whoosh, whoosh sounds, which on a 100-kilometre run is pretty annoying. That's annoying. Um, it, it stains like a motherfucker. Um, I tried to tell the guys that it had a pattern on it, and they pointed out that it was just sweat stains, which was really disappointing. Um, I thought it was... Palm trees reflecting the Hawaiian blue color. Now nope. no, it turns out it was just dirty from the last run I did. And yeah, there's there's a, there's a pocket at the back that you can just drop a bladder into. But the problem with bladders is as you drink the water out of them, the bladders kind of compress on themselves. And yeah, I'm, I'm not happy with so it. So weird. That is yeah. so weird. It's just a Frankenstein of ideas that... It's fine, but it's just not what I wanted.
0: And that's kind of a lesson, everybody, mm. for gear, right? So we'll talk gear for a second. Just because it's got a higher price tag doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the best. doesn't mean it's going to work for you. doesn't mean it is going to make you better, faster, mm. stronger. It just means that you're paying for a name. You're paying for X, Y, Z. I have lucked out with my very expensive Alpha Flies and Vaporflies. They work for me, but they don't work for everybody and just because they work for one person doesn't necessarily mean they'll work for you. I have a Nathan hydration pack that will hold, I think... I think it will hold up to... Uh,
1: it's, like, I think, five liters? You're looking at me like I know the answer. I don't remember. It's the... Mm. It's the.
0: It, mm. it holds more, but it was their mid-level price pack, and it will... It, it comes with a bladder pack that is uh, uh 1.25 liters mm. and that's fine for me because it's also got the front pockets where i can mm. put collapsible water bottles in which mm. i'll do for the marathon most likely mm.
1: the problem is a lot of the ultra events i do they say you must have a minimum of two liters of water yeah or the ability to carry two liters of water so yeah. what that means is technically for me to pass gear check you need- i need to go with the 2 500. Mill bottles at the front and then carry another two five hundred mil bottles in the back yeah. just in case. And and that's just super annoying. And that sucks
0: and dumb. like it's just stupid. I don't understand why they would make a pack that carries that much stuff with no flatter.
1: It's, it's weird. So I think the the problem with that pack is I was like, okay, this is gonna be the pack. This is the investment pack. So I'm gonna spend investment money on it. If you go buy a pair of shoes, even if you spend a bunch of money on the shoes and you buy the wrong pair they're going to last six to eight months if you're running in them. And if not, you can, if you can't run in them, you can still walk around in them. Yeah. Whereas a pack, packs don't wear out. No, you're kind of... You're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. So now I've got a pack that I'm kind of stuck with. It's never going to work. I'll have this pack for 50 years, not 50 years, 20 years. Unless I fall over on a trail event and rip it or something like that, this pack's going to last. And this pack has real limitations. Yeah. It's actually the point that the other pack I have that is a small pack that carries like a liter and a half worth of stuff is actually the pack I take on runs where I need water because it's actually got a place to hold a bladder. Mm. It just can't hold anything else. It's Yeah. So thanks, Simon, for bringing up bad memories. Well, yeah.
0: I think we'll move on. Uh, Two questions to go. Anonymous, what is the quickest way to lose weight and keep it off? Plate. Plate, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, look at what's on the plate. Look
0: at what's on the plate. So first I will address this and I will say that if you're looking for a quick way to take it off, you're going to look for a quick way to put it right back on again. It's not Mm -hmm. going to be quick. You have to be consistent and persistent in what you're doing Mm -hmm. over the course of weeks, months, years, before you can sort of move into a standard of life that is not constantly trying to figure out what you're doing next. So in other words, it will take a lot of time for you to figure it out in terms of how you can live and not have to worry about what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have to find something that works for you that allows you to have foods that you enjoy, but you also have to make sure that you're realistic about your goals. How much weight do you want to lose? If you want to lose 10 to 15 kilos, don't be trying to do that in three weeks. Mm. Don't be trying to do that in six weeks. You're probably going to look at doing that in 12 to 16 weeks at the minimum. Mm. And even then, I would say... That's very fast. That's very fast. Mm. And you still have to figure out what it is that you can do to keep that homeostasis going because thing is if you try to lose weight quickly you're going to crash diet you're going to starve yourself and then you're going to put it all back because your body's going to start craving everything that you've been you know giving up and you're going to eat it all and you'll gain it back in half the time that it took you to lose it which is so unfair yep so there's no quick way no. it is consistency it's hard work and it's nutrition the first thing i would say though is if you're looking to shed a few pounds, a few kilos, first thing you should do is cut out the low-hanging fruit. Mm. Like, cut out the stuff that doesn't need to be there. Cut out the sugar, the refined foods. If you don't want to cut it out completely, if you're somebody who has chocolate every night, have chocolate every other night. Mm. Or half the amount of chocolate. Like, for me, I like my bourbon. And I drink bourbon... You're drunk drunk right now. I'm drunk right now. (laughs) Yeah, Pretty regularly do I drink bourbon. And... I know that when I want to lean up and tighten up and really zone in, that's one of the first things to go. If it doesn't go completely, instead of having two or three glasses a night, I'll have one. Or instead of having it five days a week, I'll have it twice a week or really limit it. And right away, that's a couple hundred calories a night that go nowhere that I can take away. So I would say don't look for quick... Look for longevity. Look for something that's going to last.
1: Yeah. I think um, the three things that I've done to lose weight and keep it off. First one was what you drink. Be really, really aware of that. Because drinking calories, sometimes you, can't, you can not look down and go, wow, I took in 2,000, 3,000 kilojoules today just in what I drank. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that I did as I slowly became a runner was um, I, I don't really drink alcohol anymore mm. because I like food. And I can't have food and alcohol. I can't have both. That's just too many calories and kilojoules going in there. Yeah. So now I don't really drink anymore. And it's better for my running. And yeah. you know, it, It's a benefit to me. So cutting out alcohol. But I also like I I completely switched from milk coffees to black coffee. I don't really drink juice or cordials or soft mm. drinks or anything like that anymore. Because that all adds that up. That all adds, up. All adds I, up. I tend to drink black coffee, water... And that's it. yeah you know, that's kind of what I do. And, and I have alcohol very, very rarely. so that's tip number one. Tip number two is know what it is. like do the maths. work out the numbers. Like actually work out what you would need to do to lose the weight because sometimes it's way more or way less than what you realize. Yeah. And the third one is just be structured with it. I find mm. um, if I'm not measuring what I'm doing every day and being informed on it, yeah. it's, not, it's not sustainable. Sure. you can for, for 72 hours you can go super quick with it. But it's not sustainable. Exactly. Um, and so if you know what's going on, so one of the tips I do at the moment is um, if I don't get up and exercise in the morning, I intermittently fast mm. until midday. And so that means that then from lunchtime dinner dinnertime, I can just eat a normal stuff. But the fact that I have an exercise, it's offset by the intermittent fasting. Yep. But if I do get up and exercise, I have my normal breakfast yep. and everything to make sure it's sustainable. And that's kind of a routine I've developed. Yeah.
0: Nice. Mm. Um yeah, and that's you know that's a great way. I definitely think structuring is a really good. The reason that I don't structure is because I've been doing it so yeah. long. I basically have the same kind of deal every day, so I know that when I need to mm. cut something out, I just cut it out. Mm. But when I was first starting, I structured everything. Yeah. Like I measured everything. There are times when I still do, mm. but but yeah, intermittent fasting is actually really. If you do it right and you do it safely, it's not a bad thing. Mm. I used I used to do it with pretty good results. Uh, and then last, uh, yeah, just be honest with yourself. Yeah. Be honest with yourself about what you're putting in your body. Don't tell yourself that you're eating 2,500 calories, but you're not counting that handful that's of why. Char- I, that's yeah.
1: why I need to track it, because yeah. I, I will lie to myself and I will not count you stuff. You,
0: everything yeah. that goes in your mouth, you got to count.
1: Yeah, so I've, I, that's why I make myself track it. Yeah. Otherwise, um, I just don't have the discipline. And also... If you've got your family circumstances, you've got kids or people who want to eat different stuff. It's really hard for mm-hmm. me to eat what I want to eat at those family meal times. Yeah. So I need to be doubly disciplined when yeah. I'm not hanging out with the family.
0: Yep, Because yeah. Zach has got the dad tax. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Can't I, avoid if there's that.
1: A, if there's a plate, I got to finish it. That's we right. We can't waste food. No. This is the you know the, the desperate times in the forties. That's it. That's yeah. it.
0: That's it. Mm. It's just unavoidable. Yeah. Last question from good old Dean. I thought I'd save this question for last. Dean said, who's better, Superman or Batman? Book Batman. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. I Bat- knew you were going to do it. You help? You help I can not I mean, help uh, not Tell me why. Tell me why you think Batman is better. So
1: why do I think Batman is better? Tell me. Um, um, th- right now. He's the pinnacle of uh, of, of human um, talent. You know, he's made the maximum. So you said human
0: there. So you're, yep. you're
1: being alienist? I, I'm, I'm... specious." <laughs> um, he's just cooler, the suit's cooler. It's, not... it's he's got better toys, he's got better villains. Um Lex Luthor's pretty cool with preparation. He Great. Lex Luther Lex Luthor should be a Batman villain.
0: He kind of felt like the Joker in Batman v Superman. Lex
1: Luthor should be a Batman villain because Bruce Wayne versus Lex Luthor is more interesting than Clark Kent or Superman versus Lex Luthor. So words hurt, man. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, with prepar- with any preparation, he's got, you know, the Bat God power. With any preparation, he can't be beaten. Um, uh, and he's got a better supporting cast. you talking about Alfred? No, I'm not talking about Alfred. I'm talking about Nightwing. I'm talking about Batgirl. I'm talking about Robin. I'm talking about all of that. He's, you know, a superb tactician. He's brains. Supergirl. Wonder Woman. You can't count Wonder Woman. It's Wonder Woman has her own um, trinity family. Fine. Fine. Yeah. She has Wonder Girl, she has Artemis. Jimmy Olsen.
0: Okay. He turns into that guy in Supergirl. Jimmy
1: Olsen is the Alfred of the Superman family. That's fair. And also Alfred's really fucking cool. He's an ex-military guy. He's beaten a predator before. Who hasn't? True, this is everything. Danny Glover beat a Predator. Yeah, exactly. So we've got to take this into into consideration, yeah. A little Native American girl with a hatch hatchet beat a Predator if, if if prey is anything to go by. Although That's I haven't true. seen that yet. No, mm. I haven't either. So why is Superman better than Batman?
0: Uh, because Superman is the pinnacle of everything. Uh, his costume is cool because it changes a lot more than Batman's does. And he's had a big awesome range over the years.
1: Batman rolls out a different costume every other week.
0: So does Superman. He kind of does, even Mm. between movies. Mm. Superman can fly.
1: The the, the powers... are not... What makes Superman! Yeah, the powers that make Superman, but it's just like you can't tick the box on everything. The problem is everything that Superman does, it's just explained with, oh, because he's Superman. Whereas with Batman, they have to actually explain Everything it.
0: that Batman does is because his parents were killed and he became an orphan and he's crazy.
1: Well, you know but Superman's one bad day away from going crazy as well and then we'll all end up in communist Russia. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Red yeah. Sun. You yeah. should do that version. I'm a lot... Red Sun's a great book. You yeah. should do that version. I, think I, I don't have it. Did you let me borrow it? No, you didn't. No. I think I ordered it. But Red, I never got it. You never got Red Sun's great.
0: should look into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, Superman... I don't... Look. He's got... He's, he's more human than... Do you know what? It's actually funny. I read somewhere that if you were to think about it, Superman is more of an anti-hero than Batman. How? Because basically Batman kind of works uh, with, like, he, he works with the actual people, he works with the police, he does it within the scope of, say, Commissioner Gordon, Yeah. and He's got the no kill rule. Yeah. I mean, you would assume Superman does too, but he he kind of really struggles with that aspect of everything. And he kind of, as badass as Batman is, he generally does it by the book. Yeah. Whereas Superman just kind of works above it all. Yeah. It's kind of a weird. I can't remember where I, I was listening to this or who was explaining it. They, they explained it so much better than I did which doesn't say much, but it was just a really interesting thing. And I was like,
1: huh. My hot take, and this is, this is a genuine hot take, which I've probably developed over the last 10 years or so, is that of the three of them, Wonder Woman's actually the most interesting because she's got the warrior instinct and the fighting skills of Batman mm. but she's got the ability to go toe to toe with the big super threats like Superman but she's not as strong as Superman so it makes it more of a challenge yeah. so Wonder yeah. Woman it, she's, she's been very poorly looked after by a lot of different writers Yeah, but when you to- toss in the whole Greek mythology and what that opens up in terms of gods and legends, she's actually the most interesting character, and I think she's the one who. A lot of the Superman story and Batman stories feel like retreads of stuff that happened before. Whereas yeah, I don't think we're close to tapping everything that Wonder Woman. No, and, and
0: unfortunately, I think you're right. I think mm-hmm. it's because Wonder Woman has been neglected because they paid so much attention to Superman and Batman. Look, mm-hmm. yeah, I like. We could argue Superman and Batman all day, but I think you're right. I think Wonder Woman kind of is the miss not the missing link that's wrong, but she's she's a
1: a balance. she can shift between the two of them, and it's really interesting to see when does she side with Batman versus when does she side with mm. Superman and there's also been different comics where she's been romantically involved with both of them, which has its own thing because you know Bruce is mortal and Clark isn't and, yeah. and
0: it's actually interesting, I think in terms of the cinematic universe i think wonder woman had the best movie mm. you know the best film because she had the most development she had the most stakes yeah. it was the best written not 84 84 was Ugh. trash heap
1: yeah. in
0: my opinion i did not like wonder woman 84 it
1: could have been better it could have been a lot. <laughs> it could have mm.
0: Mm. um but
1: i did like pedro pascal Going completely unhinged, though, as Max Lord. It felt yeah. like he was in a different movie. He did, yeah. and I don't
0: know if it worked. <laughs> he felt like he was coked up <laughs> yeah, the whole was, time. Yeah. Very strange. Very I like strange. a sweaty
1: performance. Yeah. He brought that. Yeah. Uh,
0: look, I think... I think they have a lot that they could do with the character that they just never will, because I think they're just... I don't know what the hell they're doing with DC over there. Yeah. It's just they're dicking around with it. Here,
1: here's my thing in the comics about Batman versus Superman. When... They do. When you're reading a comic, you've always got the inner monologue of the character who's sort of narrating things that are going along. It feels more normal to me that Batman would be narrating that to himself. Whenever I read Superman, Superman is a character who I think he should be saying everything out loud. He doesn't strike me as an introspective character who's narrating this stuff in his head. Whereas Batman is the one who I would genuinely in his head think he's sitting there going, Gotham yeah I mean but I would I would argue that
0: though because Superman's kind of like the thing about Superman is everybody sees him as this perfect man Mm -hmm. but he struggles with it just as much as everybody else does and I think that that for me that's what makes it him such a great character is that like you're right like Mm -hmm. he is one decision away from being the world's demise but he makes the right choices every time and I think he has to have that interlo- in monologue with himself. And I think that probably there are times, if he was a real character, he'd be having a much darker conversation with himself. Yeah. Like, because that dude gets depressed and you're having a bad day.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, Grant Morrison's all-star Superman and a lot of the stuff mm. that Grant Morrison did with Superman in the Justice League is, is absolutely amazing. He yeah. he tapped into the real god Yeah, hood of of Superman and really made that work well. Um, But then again, Morrison's done some amazing stuff with Batman. um, I gotta, I gotta read his
0: Batman stuff because I've read All Star Superman, Mm. obviously.
1: Um, Ironically, Morrison has done two really good Batmans. He did Bat the what's called the Bat God mm -hmm. in Justice League, where it was just you know he couldn't be beaten. It was like he had the invincibility chip. With preparation, he can take down anyone. Um, It was just it almost became a bit of a joke towards the end. But Morrison's Batman that he wrote that I enjoyed the most was actually when he was writing Dick Grayson mm. as Batman, and that was a unsecure Batman, different body type, different fighting style, different athletic build, having a young Robin with him trying to be a mentor for the first time. That's brilliant. Mm. Um, unfortunately, that was called that series was called Batman and Robin, and unfortunately, it had about 18 issues to do its own thing, and then towards the end, it tied back into the broader continuity. Because they had to get Bruce Wayne back in the suit, and sure. became it kind of fell in on a lot of Grant Morrison stuff. Does that? Yeah, it kind of falls in on itself after a while. Yeah, um, I find that with a lot of Grant Morrison books, I need to go back and read a Wikipedia article to figure out what it is he actually <laughs> said. Yeah, that's fair. Which is never the sign of a good. No, I, yeah. I, I,
0: I, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of felt that way at the mm. end of the All Star series. I was mm. just like. Yeah, I gotta go back and check that out again. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Well, agree to disagree. Fair enough. They're both awesome. Indeed. Yeah, but Wonder Woman's more interesting. And if I had superpowers, I'd rather have super speed.
0: Yeah, I'd rather have flight. You'd have flight
1: over super speed. I think so. I, I you
0: know, it's hard. I can't. Does flight automatically give you speed? At least when you're flying.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it depends. I mean, how fast can you fly? I mean, I mean,
0: I would, I would want to fly at least at the speed of light. So, oh, that's quick. But like, it'd be a choice. Yeah That to Like I imagine There's not a
1: lot of characters That can do that No
0: I, I would imagine that flying At the speed of light Would be like Running a marathon mm. Like really hard Yeah Or even a 5k really hard So you can't do it For that long So you better know Exactly where you're going
1: Yeah I, I feel like it would be Too practical It would be impractical I always thought that I'd want to be able To get to We're in Melbourne I'd want to be able To get to New York Toronto In 20 minutes yeah, I'd say. How can I be fast enough to do that? Yeah, that that that's pretty good. Because then I could get Melbourne to Sydney in like forty five seconds. Yeah, if I needed to, I could get Melbourne to Perth in one and a half minutes. I'll take that. Something that, that'd like
0: be that. like the speed of sound. That's pretty quick. Yeah. yeah, I would take that. Yeah, I I would take that. I would take that.
1: Yeah. But that's for flying for super speed you want flash super speed oh dude flash
0: speed yeah. he, he does the speed of light exactly he? he's yeah. faster than the speed of light that's right yeah. yeah, so that's why he can change time
1: yeah and that's why technically he can't be beaten that's a good point yeah, yeah. for
0: everybody who has always wanted to know who wins in the Superman flash race it's going to be the flash it's the flash sorry yeah. but there are iterations of the comic where it says that Superman supposedly can run so, as fast as the flash su-
1: so geek out really here do it Superman is faster than Barry Allen he's not faster than Wally West because Wally West oh. is actually the fastest Flash. Okay. Yeah. Because Wally West has embraced the mental state and the uh, the innate being of the Speed Force, whereas Barry tries to analyze it too much okay, and so tries to scientifically figure it out. So s- he's always slowed down by the need to do the thinking, whereas Wally just feels.
0: So Superman beats Ezra Miller to his next criminal action. Yes. Nice. All mm,
1: right. Well, I think, uh, do we have anything else? There? No, we finished talking about a superhero
0: that runs. Indeed. How apropos. There you go. Yeah. Alright, well, I guess on that note, look, thank you so much for all these questions for our Q&A. We hope to do this again one of these days, you know. Um, we'll I'll probably try to give everybody a little bit more warning next time, so hopefully this one goes over well, but look, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier Podcast. For Zach and I, I hope to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible on the trails, the roads, and the treadmills.